Hi, Karen. Happy Labor Day to you. Hello, Katie. Happy Labor Day. And I just realized that not only are we going to talk, not only did we talk to someone about burnout on Labor Day, we talked to someone who's an obstetrician on labor, quote unquote, day. Oh, damn. Yeah. Mic drop double entendre. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> I'm loving it. It's so true. It's so true. Yes. Folks, you are in for a honest to goodness treat. Like this was awesome. I loved this conversation. I really did. I loved it so much. I am so grateful we got to have it. And, you know, we we haven't had guests in a while. I feel like Dr. Tanya doesn't count. Dr. Tanya is our third co-host, like unofficial third co-host. So 100 percent like I don't I don't really, really consider her a guest when she's on. Um, so, yes, this is our first guest in a while. And it was just like such a delightful conversation. It was so delightful and entirely focused on burnout, which I think is a really timely conversation. Like I'm I'm so excited that this was our conversation for our 100th episode. Congratulations, <gasps> Karen. Today is our 100th episode. It's amazing. I'm so excited about it. I'm also excited because next week's episode is also going to be very exciting, but I want to keep it a secret. So I just, maybe we shouldn't say Oh my it. God. That's right. I forgot. <gasps> yes. I keep forgetting that's happening. Oh my God. Don't okay, miss yeah. it. Don't miss it, friends. Next week, you'll be really surprised. There's a surprise. Um, But yeah, today's episode was really awesome. And I'm so excited about this guest. I mean, it's just, it's incredible that we're talking about burnout. It's incredible that this is becoming part of our vernacular, that we're taking this seriously. Um, I think that having this come out on Labor Day is incredibly important. Something that you said before we hit record was how a lot of people actually work on Labor Day when they don't have to, right? Yeah. I mean, some people's jobs don't allow them to have the holidays off that everybody has. But a lot of people, I feel like, unfortunately, work on days like Labor Day to catch up. It's this day when no one else is working and then you can actually have focused time to work. Yeah. It's very scary. Yeah. It's very scary. It's very messed up. I mean, I'm not throwing shade on anyone who's working right now and we're in the background. You're still a great person, but I'm just with on the topic of burnout. Like it just makes me a little bit sad to think that people can't shut off. Exactly. And feel like they can't take time for themselves and that the world is nonstop, which it is. And I think the more of us who are talking about it and the more of us who are setting boundaries, as Dr. V talks about, and bite back, the more there will be this wave of changes in workplaces. But until that happens, sometimes you just gotta, you just gotta go. Yeah. You just got to go. You just have to say no. Like she says, she talks about Dr. B talked a lot about boundaries in this conversation. I also really thought it was wonderful what she said about younger generations in the workforce are not putting up with burnout anymore. Like they're I mean, I would imagine some of them are still being are getting the symptoms of burnout, but they're taking the vacations. They're not, you know, ascribing to this toxic productivity culture that you know you and I grew up with and the people before us did for sure yeah and I you know I it's interesting because I am as you know currently in a relationship with a millennial who gets very angry when I don't make this distinction between older millennials and younger millennials oh wow really so 
yes, older millennials are just like us. They're just like, I mean, you're technically a millennial. I'm technically an older millennial. I mean, I was, I'm 81. So like, depends on what, you know, chart you look at on Google, but like, yeah, some of me, some, some charts are I'm Gen X and then some are, I'm a millennial, but it's like within months, but yes, I'm definitely an older millennial if I'm going to go into that camp. Yes. And I feel like the younger millennials and Gen Z are really the ones who are just like, my work is not my identity. It is meaningful to me, but it's not all of who I am. I am a human being. I'm a whole ass person outside of work. Yeah. We're, we have a lot to learn from them. Yes. And I think they also, it makes me so happy to see, to see that change. Like I definitely work with a lot of people who are Gen Z, not even millennial. And yeah, they're taking off at an, a decent hour at night and they're doing, I'm, I'm trying to learn from them. I really, really am because I don't think that that was ever modeled. And I think they're just creating a new model. And I think that, yeah, it's just exciting. I think it's awesome. And hopefully in the next 10 years, it will become, you know, like unlimited vacation policies where there's mandatory, you know, minimums that you take and like stuff like that will just become normal. Ooh, the utopia. I often, um, I've taken to calling it the utopia of uh, nine to five, the movie. Oh, like the, like the Dolly Parton movie. Yes. Wait, you've seen nine to five. Oh, Katie. Shit, Wait, have I we know. talked about this? No, oh, no we I'm haven't. Like- I haven't seen Harry Potter and I haven't seen nine to five. Oh my God. I, I need to see it this weekend. Like legit. I will. I, I, or I don't know if I will, but I probably, I promise I will in the next two months. Oh my God. <laughs> Wait, there's something else you haven't seen where we had. The... Okay. Anyway, in the movie nine to five, spoiler alert, there's a section where they take over the office, Lily Tomlin, Dolly Parton. And oh my God, Jane Fonda. <laughs> Thank you. Jeez. Yes. Well, that was scary. Um, Take over the office and they like start a, employee assistance program and have daycare and all these things. And it was just like in the seventies, this was just like some radical feminist insanity. And I just feel like someday we will take over and we will create workplace policies. And those of us who actually give a shit about people will make workplaces non-toxic and safe for everyone, safe and respectful for all kinds of people. Yes. I love that. I love that. That's what they did in nine to five in like the mid 70s whenever that came out that's amazing that is so amazing and I think it's also um like it's so incredible Dr. V it was either before we hit record or after it was you know in the our, our recorded conversation where she talked about some there are some progressive companies that are allowing people to work 12 weeks and then take a week off and then work another 12 weeks and take a week off so that's that's a that's a month long that's a month of vacation that's four weeks of vacation a year And it would be great if that's even more possible, like even more flexibility than that. Like that seems amazing. Agreed. And I, I mean, I know we referenced this a couple of times, but I feel like one of the things I appreciate about the guests that we do have on the show is that like, it's very rarely just about the thing that we're talking about. It often gets very personal. And I feel like the very first question out of the gate was just like, yeah, I just, I, we go with our, there with everyone. So y'all, if you're listening and you think like you're thinking like someday I would love to have a conversation with Katie and Karen, just know that we're coming for you. You're not just going to be able to talk about like what you think you're going to talk about. Oh, absolutely not. No, it was within like minute three that Dr. V was like, I think I might cry. <laughs> we were like, welcome, yeah. welcome. You are now in the group. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, Yeah. 
Dr. E. Benita Bernardo is a board-certified OBGYN and a fellow of the American College of Obstetrics and Gynecology. She has delivered hundreds of babies and seen thousands of patients in her office in private practice. She currently serves as a burnout consultant specifically for physicians, but she may branch out. And you can hear her on her incredible podcast, Office Visits with Dr. V, and as a recurring guest on It's a Matter of Your Health with Dr. Bland on SiriusXM. Enjoy Dr. V. Welcome, 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 Dr. V. Thank you so much for being with us today. Oh, thank you for having me. It's so funny. It's so wonderful to see you. And we're like all smiling and happy. And we're about to talk about like one of the most depressing things ever, though. <laughs> In a very hopeful, I feel like this is good for all of us in a very hopeful way, but it's a, it's a downer of a topic. It's um, it's important that we talk about it yeah. so people recognize it and they can change it and they right. can change it and they don't have to feel stuck. So I'm excited. I'm excited to to share this with your audience. Yeah, this is so okay. great. I, I, I was so taken. I know we talked about this before we press record, but I was so taken Dr. V, with the fact that you, your actual title, one of your many titles is burnout consultant. And I would love to just know how, I would love to know a little bit about how you came to this work. Like what, what was, you know, in, what inspired you to kind of have one of your focuses be burnout? Like how, if you could tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, absolutely. So I am a recovering burned out physician, um, which actually led me to become a consultant. So I'm an OBGYN. Uh, I've been married. Our anniversary is in four days. So we've been <gasps> married 18 years. I've got oh. two kids. And unfortunately, I didn't get to spend as much time with them as I wanted. And um, I was just tired a lot. Uh, I love taking care of women. I love delivering babies, doing surgery. Um, but, you know, when you have to get up at night to do your job, sometimes that wears on you. And so um, I just really struggled for several years. And it probably took me five years before I recognized that, well, before I had the courage to make a change. And so um, I originally wanted to leave full-time private practice to practice something called lifestyle medicine, which actually helps patients uh, manage, treat, prevent disease through lifestyle. So sleep, diet, exercise, stress management, those things. And as I started to work in the field and I got certified, you know, I was like, I really needed to know all of this all of this as Dr. Bernardo, Dr. V, I needed all of this implemented in my life. And there really was no room for it. Like I didn't have time. I didn't feel like I had time to exercise. I wasn't getting as much sleep because I was working a lot. And so it really just kind of naturally evolved. Um, you know, when you're starting a business, they say you have to niche down I'm not an, I'm not a business person. And so when I really kind of thought about it, a good place to start was with burnout. Thank you so much for that. And I just want to drill down because I love that you, I think you used the word courage about mm -hmm. 
making a change. And I don't know if you can talk about that a little bit because I it takes a ton of courage to recognize what's going on and decide you're going to do something about it and right like wow. people's expectations of you. So I don't know if you can talk a little bit about that. Oh my gosh. You know, the way you just said that, I don't even know if I've ever used the word courage. That I don't know. That just kind of made me want to cry. Like <laughs> we do that a lot on this podcast. We do. Please. We're we're crying Take all the time. <laughs> Uh, um, I mean, just a little backstory. So I always wanted to be an OBGYN, but I never kind of added like the kids in there, the husband in there, the life, you know, and just having fun. I didn't include all of that. And so when I got to the end of the road, it was like, man, is, is this, is this it, you know? And I'll just give you some insight into the culture of um, physicians. I don't think of myself as type A, but a lot of us, and probably me included, we're type A. Um, we want to check off boxes. We want to be the best. We don't want to ask for help. We don't want to admit failure. And and even sometimes at, admitting that you made a mistake is a liability. Like you feel like you can get sued, right? So I... It, it was tough. On top of that, my husband and I decided that we didn't want nannies raising our children. Nothing against that if that's what you do, but we wanted one of us at home. So I made more. So I became the breadwinner. So now that I'm talking about leaving my job and my husband hasn't worked in years, it's like, uh, what the heck are we going to do? Now he's an IT guy and you know he, he does investing. So I gave him a running start to kind of get those things going. But yeah, when you talk about courage um, and I'm spiritual, I'm a Christian, I'm, I felt like God was telling me to, to come out of that. And um, it probably took me five years to get the courage up. I had three coaches. <laughs> I did everything at work. I had, you know, all of the products that help you do your notes. I even went part-time ladies. And just for the record, you cannot be a part-time OBGYN. There are a lot of professions where women are trying to make it work and they go part-time. I just did air quotes, part-time, but it's not really part-time because you're, you're always on and available. And so if I'm being honest, if I'm being honest, it got to the point where it was just too much. So I, I, it took courage, but it was almost like, you know, I, I didn't want to commit suicide, but I was really sad. Like I was, I was, I don't know if I would say I had clinical depression, but I was just like, you know, this is it. I can't, I can't do this anymore. And so I guess I got courage from <laughs> desperation. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing, Dr. V. I just so appreciate your vulnerability and your authenticity and being willing to go there with us because this is what I I definitely connect with. I'm sure a lot of people connect with. Mm -hmm. And your story, you know, it's so interesting. I, I so many things about what you just said. One of the things was that you, you know, there was this kind of you kind of got there. Like you became an OBGYN, you had have a family, you have a husband. 
and then you're like that's it like that's that is and and then you realized that like you kind of it sounds like you realized that this wasn't the right thing that was like speaking to your heart and I think that that is so interesting because or there's a different part a different path that it sounds like you wanted to go into and you know and it seems like, you know, and what you say in terms of, you're not sure if it was courage, but might've been desperation. Like, I think those two things are so closely linked because <laughs> I think that like in some, some parts, like what are those quotes? I, I can't, I can't bring it up perfectly, but like, I, you know, people don't change when things are going perfectly, you know, like people don't change or that, you know, a great point. they don't change like people. I mean, I don't for sure. And like, you know, I, 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 this is a, this is awful, but like, I, I have definitely heard this, um, said before where one of the three D's needs to happen for a major life change to happen, divorce, divorce, death, or disease. And it's like, and the fact, and that's also like, obviously not entirely true for everyone, but like, it's really interesting because it sounds like you had the foresight to be like, okay, Maybe those things aren't happening, but you're making a change. You're making a shift. And like now you're inspiring so many other people. And I guess you know, I, I just I am so deeply inspired by what you're doing. And I would love to definitely talk more about your story. But I also would love to know burnout is such a hot topic, it seems right now. Right. Like what is going on? Like if you're someone who is in this is in this, you know, this um field and talking to people who have burnout. And I'm so excited to hear about the burnout series of your office visits with Dr. V podcast that's coming up. I would just love to know when you started, when you kind of made that transition and you're like, okay, I can't do part-time. I'm going to be a burnout consultant. I'm going to focus on this. What started, what was surprising to you? Like, is there something around like why it's a hot topic right now? Because I feel like no one was talking about this even 10 years ago, right? Uh, yeah, no. and honestly in the medical community we're still kind of just kind of ramping up we're still on the runway just starting to take off to really address this topic so for me COVID right I call it my COVID epiphany it's like I stayed at home with my kids and my husband we got video games I mean not video games board games And we were having fun. And I'm like, you know what? I want this. I want more of this. And I think hands down, not not just doctors or people who were working in the medical field um, felt burnout, but I think all of us got a chance to slow down and realize that we're just doing way too much. And the things that we value and hold important um, don't take, um, are not at the top of our list of priorities. And... For the medical community, which is, you know, who who I come out of, COVID by far, hands down, just showed people that, you know, we've got to take care of our providers. They they really did have to take care of providers because they were working nonstop and they were, you know, literally on the front lines of this war against this novel virus that was killing people, right? Um, and so they, they had to put things in place to address mental health and to address people getting sleep and taking time off if possible, you know? So it's a hot topic because I think we've gone through COVID. It's always been something that's been there. I mean, people commit suicide, people divorce, people, you know, 
get depressed, they become alcoholics, they turn to drugs. Like, like this has always been a thing. It's always interesting. I mean, I don't, I don't know if you guys have traveled abroad or talked to people who live in other countries other than America. It's like people don't live like we live. Like this whole like nine to five and, you know, taking work home and, you know, constantly available. People just like work is good, but it's not everything. And for us, it seems like work is our identity. Work is who we are. Work is what pays the bills, which is very important because we have to have, you know, the shiny car and the nice house and the kids have to go to school. And don't get me started on these $300 tennis shoes that kids are now wearing. I'm just saying, like, they're like, uh, they expect to wear $300 tennis shoes. I'm like, well, what's wrong with the ones at Foot Locker and Finish Line? Like, well, no, everybody's wearing Jordans. Nobody wears those. And I, I mean, like all kids across all economic spectrums are, okay, this is this is a tangent. I'm going to stop. <laughs> oh my God. We will go anywhere with you. We are the queens of tangents and neither of us have human children. We have pets. And I, <laughs> I wish somebody, I wish a small human will come up to me and be like, oh, I need some $300 shoes. Like, what? I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm not on that bandwagon. That's my husband. But that's what I'm saying. We're 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 so caught up. I think we're materialistic and you know, people have to pay for the lifestyle that they think they want and that will bring them joy. And I think ultimately we realize that things don't don't bring us joy. So well, and you add all of that, add on to that being a black woman. And yeah. that like, you know, we're not yeah. allowed to show any kind of weakness we're not allowed to, what do you need rest for? You know, we just take everything else on. And I feel like also acknowledging how much harder we have to work than everyone else. Like there's all this invisible emotional labor we do, you know, I just, I don't think we talk, we don't, we don't talk enough about it. I'll be honest. Like I didn't even realize that that was a part of my makeup. I do remember my father He's in his 80s. So, you know, he was he was he was in the sit-ins, right? He went yes. to North Carolina AT where the Woolworths, the sit-ins. So he participated in that. And he just always said, you have to be three or four times better. You have to be three or four times better. And so I I don't even think that I just, I mean, I was, I've tried my best. I was excellent and it was very important um to be the best and I guess that is kind of a persona that I took on and so when it's the whole black woman thing and you can't show this and show that I mean it was just a part of the culture um of of excellence I mean when when you're trying to achieve excellence there's certain things that you feel like you can't show because it's a sign of weakness um which is which is flawed thinking definitely flawed You know, yeah, I, I think it's so interesting what you're saying, Dr. V and the idea that you can't show weakness, like that's, it feels like not being able to show weakness could be a direct connection to burnout. Do you think like, is that, Gosh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfectionism, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because Absolutely. yeah, because it's like, you're not able to admit it to yourself 
but also you can't admit it outwardly, you know, like it's, it's, and then it just chips away. I, that actually dovetails perfectly into my next question, which are, what are some of the signs of burnout? Mm-hmm. Because I think there's, you know, I feel like burnout is a conversation that is, I'm having with a lot of people in my life and I hear about a lot. But, you know, sometimes, sometimes people will say like, okay, I'm so burned out. I'm going to go on a vacation and then I'm going to be great. And then they come home from their vacation and some of my friends will come home and they'll be like, well, I actually do feel better. Like I, I guess all I needed was a vacation. And then some people come back from their vacation and they're more depressed from from when they left because they can't stand looking at Zoom all day. And so like their burnout just deepens. And so I guess I, is there a difference between burnout and just needing a break or like, what are some of the signs? I would just love to know. I think a lot, there's a lot of confusion out there. Yeah. And, you know, as you were, before you asked the question, I was thinking the same thing. This is a great time to talk about the symptoms because people don't necessarily know them, but they're, they don't know it in their conscious mind, but their subconscious is speaking really loudly. Um, one of the first things that I think I noticed and a lot of professionals can relate to when they're burned out is you don't give a crap. And I'm just saying that plain, like I love my patients, which is part of one of the reasons why I was getting burned out. I wanted to spend 45 minutes with them instead of 15. And I always had people waiting. And, you know, some days, okay, you said y'all cry a lot on here. I make people cry too, right? (laughs) But I was just like, oh man, you can't cry right now. I've got like three people waiting, you know? And it was just like, and I, I, on the outside, I felt like I still displayed empathy, but on the inside, I'm like, oh, you know, and, and I hate to admit that, um, but you just kind of get annoyed and the quality and the product being productive uh, suffers a lot of people are depressed. They may not um, see it as depression, but they have a depressed mood or a low mood. They're starting to pull back from doing the things that they love. Um, Fatigue, just being tired. And not everybody is an OBGYN and has to take call and be up at night. So people who even are on Zoom and, you know, are really just kind of discontented, they, um, is that a word, discontented? They're disc. I don't know what the word I'm saying is. That's wrong. <laughs> That's wrong. You're perfect. You're perfect. But even <laughs> people who are like just kind of unhappy, you know, and they go to sleep, they're just not rested because, you know, that mental stress is always there. Um the other thing, there's some things in your body that manifest. Um, you can start teeth grinding. That's one thing that y'all, oh my gosh, I can't tell y'all how much money I've spent in dental care. I didn't know this was a sign of stress, but apparently I was grinding my teeth and I had fractured some of my teeth. And during the pandemic, right? You know, the dentists are, you know, you could, you could not go to the dentist. So I had problems. I have problems. So yeah, grinding your teeth, you know, sometimes, you know, being sick a lot or getting headaches, you can have what we call somatic symptoms. Like there are things happening in your body and you can't explain, you know, why do I keep getting headaches? Or, you know, why am I always feeling like I've got, you know, a runny nose or a cold, you know? So stress does affect the immune system as well. 
Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, I I hope people see that um, there are some signs there um, that they can identify with. And you ask what the difference is, you know, some people, some people can rebound from it and some people can, can recognize it and get over, well, not get over it. They, they just need, they do need a break to regroup and to be productive, but when you, when this is a chronic problem and you see that it is starting to progress and there, there's really no light in the darkness, um, that's when, that, that is a, a difference between just needing a break and being burned out. That is that hopelessness. That's, that's the word I'm looking for. It's that hopelessness um, that makes a difference. Do you have any um, any tips for people? I'm trying to think of how to frame this question because I feel like when you're in the day-to-day of your life and you're just like grinding every day, you might not realize, oh, I'm sick right now. I was sick two weeks ago. I had a headache two weeks ago and I never get headaches. I like, do you have any tips for people like, okay, pause and like, think like, how do you feel right now? Or like, should we be tracking how we feel? Right. Should we be journaling about, you know, I just think, like I said, in the grinds of it, you might not realize these things are happening. Right, right. Yeah. So awareness is 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 extremely important. Something that I believe to my core and that I share on my podcast and every podcast I go on, your spirit knows your subconscious, whatever you want to call it, it knows. It knows that it's not happy. It knows that something is off. And so how do we, we have to start listening to our intuition. You will eventually get to the point where you feel so bad that you'll start recognizing um, that you have a problem, right? But deep inside, you know, you know, even though you're grinding. Um, I think for me, <laughs> I, I just, I think the, the the fatigue, the fatigue was just too much. Um, and look, as I got older, you know, I'm in my forties now. It's like, I couldn't, I couldn't hang like I used to. But the other thing too, is I had my children. I had my children reflecting back to me and I could tell that, you know, they weren't used to me being around, which is, which is sad, you know, or they would go to their dad for things. Um, I was also trying to be super mom. So I was working at home and I'm like, okay, I want to be mom. So I'm going to come home and cook and do it and help with homework and all of this stuff. Um, but yeah, I could just tell that, um, or my kids would say things sometimes that I'm just like, yeah, you know, they they recognize that I'm tired and I'm not in their lives the way I could be. I'm not going to say the should word. <laughs> I'm not going to be shitting. But, no shouldn't. Uh, yes. No, no shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So hopefully there's someone in your life that will reflect that back to you um, that, hey, you know what? something ain't right. You know, have you thought about, have you considered what's going on? 
I love that. If you're lucky enough. I love the idea that someone in your life can reflect it back. I think it's also like such a gift to get that question from someone. If you have a friend that's like, do I seem more stressed? Like how, or maybe if you could ask that to someone else and like really mm-hmm. in a safe space or a safe relationship, and maybe it's something where like, if listeners are thinking, well, am I burned out? I'm not really sure if I'm burned out. Maybe they can have like a little buddy that they text and just say like, how are you doing? And maybe there's, you know, t- over a two week span kind of like track how they're feeling. That could be something that could be, you know, helpful and um, nur- nurturing in terms of like building a community with someone. Right. You know, one thing though, Dr. V that I have to say, and I'm honestly not trying to be negative, but there's something... <sighs> I hate saying this, but there's something to be said for a normalization of burnout. Like there's like, I, no, I don't, I don't want, I don't want it to be normalized, but like, there is this horrible, toxic, you know, uh, narrative that I wish wasn't in existence, but it's literally in existence on like shirts at target. That's like, I'm tired. I need my wine. I need whatever, like that kind of, I have a problem with those target shirts. I really do. It's a whole thing. I should talk to their marketing department because it's messed up. But anyway, the point is, is that like, they, I think the thing is and not just target, I'm not just writing on them, but like, this is actually really a thing. Like there, there is this, com- there's not always, but in some circles, there's a competitive exhaustion, mm-hmm. you know, like, it's like, oh, I'm just so tired or I'm so busy or I'm whatever. And I guess I'm just, I love what you're doing because I really think it's changing the narrative to really, um, bring to light, like, Hey, there's actually another way. Like, Hey, right. Hey, 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 we don't actually have to be like this. I right. think that you know, for people who are listening to this thinking like, okay, that's all well and good. I would love to be, you know, listening to my intuition, but I have 75,000 things that I'm doing. You know, I don't know if I have a friend that I can touch base with. What would you say to those people who are really in it? They're in the hole, they're in the burnout hole. Like, is there anything that they can do that's just small incremental that like maybe would help them feel a little bit better? Yeah. So you're, you're absolutely right. There's this hustle and grind culture, you know, sleep when you're dead, you know, that kind of culture. I will say the millennials or the younger folks are helping us snap out of this because they're not working like we're working and they are taking their time off and they are traveling. So um, we definitely can learn something, you know, for the people who are in it. Well, first of all, I'll say if you are listening to this podcast, this is not a coincidence. And if you're thinking you're burned out, you are probably burned out. Ask for help. Ask for help. Okay, you can't ask for help. I don't feel comfortable. Um, Boundaries are really, really important. Um, And a part of my burnout was that I did not have them or I didn't, um, I didn't stick to them. And so one thing that if you identify something that is maybe taking your joy or that you're not doing, um, you know, okay, I'm going to leave the office by six o'clock. I'm going to have, you know, put an email message in, you know, if people email me after seven o'clock, I will not see this until the next business day at eight, putting those things in, starting to put some boundaries if there are things that you love to do, oh my gosh, oh, you've got to do those things. 
I heard a beautiful quote, this man, um, it was on um, CBS. He said, he he takes care of donkeys, y'all. Like <laughs> he left his life and he like, <laughs> he has a donkey rescue. But he said, there is a thing, there is a difference be- between things that I enjoy and things that bring me joy. I'd never heard that before. If, if that's something, if that's a quote from somebody else, I apologize. But there's a difference from things I enjoy to things that bring me joy. So yeah, maybe going out to the bar, the club, or going out to dinner, you enjoy that, but you really need to get into those things that bring you joy. For me, that's gardening. I have I have found that you can flow, you can be quiet, you can only be focused on gardening. And the mind, the mind needs that. The mind doesn't need to be thinking about 75 different things. So finding something that you enjoy, particularly something that takes your focus off of, you know, the muckety muck in your day-to-day life is really, really important. I love that gardening. I, I have a baby garden on my porch. So we'll talk gardening. You get hooked. You, You will get hooked. You start growing stuff and eating your, your harvest. It's, it's. Anyway, I'm not going to go there, but I know, right? <laughs> oh, so many tangents. So I guess one question I have um, is around, oh, and I just lost it. Oh, okay. When should people seek professional help? Because there are like 10 questions I wanted to ask you, but when should people, so, you know, and I'll explain a little bit more about this question for me. So um, I have a lot of business owner friends who listen to this. And, um, a lot of us are bosses. A lot of us are at the top of companies and just feel like you can't take a step back at all. There's just no way you can do it. And I feel like many of us over the last two years have had emergencies happen mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, we had to be off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just life was like, no, you're not, you are not going to work your day-to-day job and do this thing. You're just not. And realizing sitting down and drawing up my out of office plan was life-changing for me. Wow. Like having to sit down and hand off things that I had convinced myself I could not possibly hand off mm-hmm, mm-hmm. was like, oh, anyway. mm-hmm. right. And yeah. I think a lot of us have had that experience. And so I just want to name that, like if that life has a way, and we've talked about it on this podcast, like yeah. if you're not going to stop Something in life. Yes. Life (laughs) is going to stop you. Your body's going to stop you. Something in life is going to stop you and it's going to make you pause. So that's one thing. (laughs) Look, we don't want to get there, but go ahead. You want to prevent. Exactly. (laughs) Right. Exactly. So yes, prevention. We'll talk about prevention next. And I think, you know, in it, I feel like the there's a, I wonder if there's an intermediate step between, okay, recognizing I am burnt out. Okay. Like, well now what, and I'm going to find joy and I'm going to do things that bring me joy. And I guess I'm talking about an intervention. Like at what point do you need to get professional help? At what point do you need to go on leave? At what point do you mm-hmm. get really serious about not allowing burnout to be normalized and not just being like, well, that's just how we do things. Oh, well. Right. Exactly. So let me just say that um, people have normalized burnout, but I would like to normalize mental health care. 
So my dream is to have um, my wellness center. I'm going to quit saying my dream. My wellness center will have, we will address physical and mental health. It's mental health is not for the people who are having depression or anxiety. Everybody gets a therapist. If you are a high level executive, if you are a boss, if you work for somebody, you need, everybody just needs a therapist. And I don't necessarily mean that you have to be in therapy every week, but just like you go to the doctor once a year, I think you should check in with someone regarding your mental health. Insurance doesn't cover it like it should, but um, you should consider having someone that you touch, um, that, that you have to discuss just how are you feeling? Because you're right, we don't always know we don't always know that we're in danger, but some of the things that um, I have seen, I mean, and we're going to talk real, you know, people are contemplating suicide, right? So there's the term suicidal ideation where you're thinking about, you know, killing yourself and people think, okay, I'm going to, you know, that means that I have, I'm going to get a gun and blow my brains out. But it, it starts with, would anybody miss me if I'm gone? you know, what if I just didn't come back? I mean, just like little thoughts like that. Um, if you're having any of those thoughts, oh, another one, I forgot about this one. Um, what happens if I drive, if I just, if I'm driving and I cross the line, what would happen? A lot of people commit suicide by car accident. Yeah, they do. They just swerve out. And so, and I've had patients who've had that thought. So if you're having any suicidal ideation, obviously um, it definitely is time. The other thing is if your work is starting to suffer. So if, if, if you're potentially going to be a danger to others, or maybe you are disruptive in the workplace, I mean, usually somebody's going to tap you on the shoulder and say, are you okay? Um, and, and it's unfortunate that it has to get to that point, but definitely you should ask for help. If someone in your life that you trust and love says, maybe you need to talk with somebody, that is usually a sign that, that you're not aware of what's going on with you mentally. Um, it's, you know, as a physician, I've seen it a lot, especially like when, when menopausal women, <laughs> We get hot, our moves are all over the place. And they're like, oh, I'm fine. I'm like, well, what would your husband say? <laughs> or what has your what has your partner been saying? Well, they're saying that I'm blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yeah, you might need to listen to them because <laughs> your awareness may be off. Um, the other thing too, and and this is kind of the direction I'm moving in because I think that it is at the heart of wellness is if you feel like you don't have a purpose in life or you don't know what your purpose is or you're not feeling fulfilled, that is usually a sign that you're probably off course and you need to correct that. And oftentimes you need to talk that through with someone. Maybe it's not necessarily a therapist, but maybe getting a coach um, to kind of just talk through some things um, because I really do feel like we see disease, dis-ease when people are not fulfilled and they're not 
they're not living the life that they were created to live or or doing what they were created to to do. I think we all have a purpose. And I think if you're supposed to be a writer and you're, you know, a receptionist at a job, no nothing wrong with that. But if you're not writing, then I think at some point your spirit feels the disconnect and um and and you feel that um that that you're off track. Long I mean, answer. That is the perfect that's perfect answer. Not long at all. That was perfect. Thank you, Dr. V. I really appreciate you saying those things. And I think that they're so important to address because I think that this is stuff that this is serious. Like burnout is not a light topic. Yes. This Thank is serious. Yeah. Like this is yes. not like, you know, I think that people kind of joke sometimes about it and it's not, it's not a joke. I think, you know, for the, the people, people who are listening, who are like actually doing pretty well, like, let's say that there, there are people who are thinking like, I'm not actually burned out. I'm sorry for anyone who is, but I would, I would love to know from you, Dr. V about prevention because, mm -hmm. you know, burnout can creep up. Like it's, and the it's thing is, is that I also really want to identify that burnout doesn't always have to do only with a job. Like burnout could be uh, other things. It could be caretaking. It could be, yeah. you know, like living in the place that you're living and it's not working or being around people or family or friends or something that's not working. Like I just, I, I guess that's my definition of burnout mm -hmm. is it doesn't necessarily only have to do with career. Um, but I would love to know prevention techniques for people who are maybe feeling a little bit burned out and not yet to the place of needing professional help. And for people who are, you know, actually doing great and jumping over rainbows every day, but would love right. to know how to prevent it. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Real quick, backing up to what you just said, this is serious. I don't know what September is. I think suicide prevention month, I think in, mm -hmm. in the medical field. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's for everybody. Probably it is. So this is going to come out at a perfect time because, you know, this can be a life-threatening condition, right? Um, so yeah, prevention is huge. Uh, you really have got to be intentional and set your life up to, to allow you to care for yourself. I mean, self-care is also a hot topic now. Um, one thing that I realized that I didn't do is that I didn't take time off. I was never organized enough to plan my vacation way ahead, right? So, and, and I have to reschedule patients. So I was constantly working. And when I left, I had, I think, 236 hours of vacation that I had not taken. Like, yeah. <laughs> it rolled over, but yeah, that's so prevention, take a break, go ahead and just schedule it in. Uh, there are some companies that are actually really progressive. You work 12 weeks and then you take off a week. Now I know, I know that some people cannot do that. Um, but if you can just take a weekend and chill, if you're a stay at home mom, give your, 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 husband or partner heads up and say, hey, tag, you're it this weekend. I'm going away or whatever you have to do, but go ahead and schedule in times to, to take a break and to take care of you. It's non-negotiable. It's already on the schedule. I've already alluded to boundaries. Um, you have to have them. You know what you need to do. If you don't, <laughs> you need to talk those over with somebody. 
Um, but there's a lot of toxicity these days. You know, the, the world we're living in is crazy. Okay, this is an aside. I was at an outlet in Concord today, North Carolina. There was an active shooter. There was an active shooter in the mall and they shut the the store out. We had to to leave out the back. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Crazy. Are you okay? Like, I'm so sorry. Oh, I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was scary. It was very, very scary. Oh my gosh. Um, But to some degree, it was, it was a little bit normal. Like people were kind of walking around and like, oh, well, anyway. The world we live in is crazy is what I'm trying to say. And so if you have to have good boundaries for sure. Um, asking for help when you need it. Delegating. You're a boss, but yes, if you get hit by a bus, the company, your family, the, the world will continue. So delegating those things that you do not absolutely have to do. Recognize perfectionism. If you are a perfectionist, um, try to adopt the model that, you know, progress is better than perfection. Um, So letting some things go is really important. Again, putting those things in your life um, that bring you joy, like that has got to be on your schedule as well. Um, Taking time for connection, right? I think we've understood um, post-COVID how important that is to connect with one another and to be in community. Lifestyle medicine, that is actually one of the pillars of health is our relationships. And so oftentimes when we are burned out, we ignore those relationships because it takes time, right? I don't have time to do that because I've got to do this. And so really making sure that you have at least you know, what do they say in life? You only need two or three good friends, but you know that your relationships with your loved ones um, are nurtured uh, and made a priority as well. Just a few. Those are wonderful. And, you know, I think what I was thinking when you were talking about community, we talk a lot about community. And I think a lot of us, unfortunately, when we're in a bad place, isolate or tendency is to isolate and to do the opposite. Mm -hmm. So fighting that Mm -hmm. instinct, fighting that urge to just turtle up when things get hard is really, I feel like we talk about it all the time because I feel like it's a constant reminder also for myself, like, Ooh, I'm not feeling great. I'm going to like, not just sit by myself in my house. Right. So I think a way to combat that is to just put it in your life. Like my mother, she loves Sunday dinners. Like we just know on Sundays, the family's going to my mother's house. We do that most Sundays. And it's really not like you really can't opt out of it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you can, <laughs> you can, but it's like, no, you don't uh, want to opt out of it. No, but it's, it's, it's wonderful. an expectation, right? And so if you have those times, I've, I've seen couples where they have date night, non-negotiable date night is Thursday at eight nothing comes before that. So just putting those things on your schedule and making sure that you stick to them, I think automates, automate self-care, which is, is crucial to your, your mental health and physical health. This is all so, everything you're saying is so important. I feel like 
we could talk to you for like the next three hours. <laughs> Seriously, I Dr. Know, v, it's I so know. amazing. I really want to respect your time. I would love to know a little bit about this new burnout series in, on your podcast. If you could tell us a little bit about that and also where people can find you. Um, you know, I'm sure that so many people are going to want to find out more about your work. Um, could you tell yeah. us a little bit about that? Absolutely. Just let me say, I love my life now. I absolutely love it. That's amazing. I do. And so part of what I want to get across is that life after burnout is possible and it's actually better. When we take care of ourselves, when we live on purpose, it is better. So the burnout series is basically kind of what we cover. You know, what are the signs of burnout? How can you prevent it? Hearing people's stories that are burned out that you most likely will probably recognize yourself somewhere and what others have gone through. Uh, I think most, like I said, I think most people know that something's not right. Sometimes we don't have the language. Um, we don't have the courage to acknowledge what it is. Um, but I think um, just allowing people to hear what it is, what you can do about it, what it looks like, is is really simply what I'm trying to do is just make people aware of this condition that we think is just kind of I'm working hard and tired or you know I'm a mom and wife and this is just what you got to do um yeah so just educating folks so where can you hear that I have a podcast <laughs> office business with Dr. V I'm on uh, Apple Podcasts Google Spotify I have a website, officevisitswithdrv.com, and you can actually uh, link to the podcast from that. Um, I am also, oh yeah, this is this is good right now. I'm doing the Miracle Morning. Have y'all heard of the Miracle Morning by Hal El- Elrod? Oh yeah, I yeah. I've read. There's a Miracle Mornings for Writers too that I've yes, read. I've never heard of this. Oh yeah, yeah. You like get up an hour early and you yeah. do this morning practice that incorporates all of these like rituals that help you focus and feel energized and reach your full potential. Okay, this is a plug for how they're the savers. So you do silence, affirmation, visualization, exercise, reading and scribing, which is journaling. And so I am currently doing that now on Facebook Mm. Live at Office Visits with Dr. V. I'm on at 6 a.m. in the morning, Eastern time. (laughs) <laughs> wow. Yeah, from 6 a.m. to 6 30. And I'm telling you, if if people can just do it one time and see how productive they feel, one of my friends, she was like, I've exercised, I feel great, and I'm gonna be to work on time. <laughs> like, I'm gonna get to work on time. So yeah, so that that's also another thing that I'm doing. And the videos will always be there. So if you want to do it at 8 a.m help yourself. Office business with Dr. V on Facebook. (laughs) That's, I love it. So do you do all, it's six, right? Do you do all six things in the half an hour? Right. So I don't do the exercise piece. I have kind of stretched a little bit, but you know, you can customize it. Yes. So, so yeah. So three minutes on silence, five minutes on reading. So we kind of play around with it. Um, You want to work up to a whole hour. So I'm just saying that take that takes some practice, but yeah. So if if people would like to join me, I would love to have them 
uh, on Facebook. That is excellent. Thank you so much for talking to us. So thank you so much for going there with us. You just met us and we just jumped right over. Like, tell us about the hardest time, one of the hardest times in your life. <laughs> Seriously. <Go>. Tell <laughs> us and these people who listen to us all the personal details. So thank you so much. As Katie said, your authenticity for being so wonderful and open, for sharing your wisdom and your insight with us. You know, I feel like... I don't want to say this, but I'm going to say it. Sometimes these things happen to us so that we can help other people. Absolutely. You're and I dead on. You're dead on. feel like you are helping other people. Yeah. And honestly, one of my gifts is connecting with people. I, I always joke as an OBGYN, I've got like a minute to make somebody comfortable before I do their breast exam and their pap smear. And so, yep. you know, yep. I'm that's one of the things I've always enjoyed people and um and I don't mind sharing um because I'm telling y'all if somebody would have told me this when I was going through it it would have been a godsend it would have saved me like five years it really would have so thank you for this opportunity thank you for valuing this topic to just even talk about it oh that that's gosh. brave in itself um, and, you know, I know that your listeners will be better um, for the work that you guys are doing. So keep it up. Thank you so much, Dr. V. And you're welcome back anytime. We'd love to talk to you again. It would be wonderful to check in and see how things are going. We can be the triplets, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> yes. I would like the dynamic duo, but I'm like, maybe I could just jump in there every now and again. That would be fun. We would love that. That would be incredible. Absolutely. And of course, now I'm thinking like, um, I don't know if you've heard any of our shows with Dr. Tanya Israel. She's a psychologist. And I was like, oh, uh -huh. wouldn't it be great if the four of us are on an episode? All right, Dr. Oh Tanya, my gosh. Know we're coming for you. Tanya, seriously, let's let's make it happen. That would be amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much, Dr. V. Thank you for your time. We'll see you again soon. Take care. Take care. All right. Bye-bye.